A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. YouTube guys, Jay Hayes, start those videos off, and he's always like, what's up everybody? And he's like, why do you always clap? He goes, it's how I sync my mic to my camera. Appreciate his honesty. He didn't try to lie about it. He's like, that's how I do it. So Jay Hayes. Oh, Dave, first off, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I'm old. It, it happens. <laughs> it happens we get Every older. Every get older. It's oh, weird. Apparently, yeah. Um, I don't so, feel old, though. Yeah, yeah but... What is feeling old though? I mean, like that. I know people that were like forty before they were twenty. Yeah. So valid point. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, we are who we are, and it is what it is. Um, Glad to be here for my birthday. Spending doing a little little video cast, podcast, what we're doing. Cast. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a cast. However, nothing's broken. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Still early in the day. It is still the day is still young. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So let's talk. Right now, you've got coming up Beats on K Beach. Mm-hmm. I said that correctly. Uh, it's, it's Bridge Beats with Bridge, but Beats on K Beach, same thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's all a 49th State Audio Addicts meeting. So, what is 49th State Audio Addicts? Uh, for years, I've been trying to get a club together of people who had like minds when it comes to cars and car audio and stuff, but not just be a bunch of little punk ass kids who want to run around blaring their music. People want to do it in a respectable way that can actually draw awareness to the community and get kids from the community involved. So we're trying to get this summer to get it up and going, and then next summer we're actually going to do some builds with some people from the community that are between the ages like 16 to 18 to show them how to work on their own vehicles so they're not at their house doing stuff wrong and frying their vehicles. They'll know the correct way to do it without having to pay somebody to show them. Hashtag teach them young. Uh, so then what, starting off with, with music mm-hmm. and starting off with, with car audio, what are some of the most important components to you uh, for a good sound system? The install. 
that's the biggest thing in my opinion is make sure they have the correct gear for the correct vehicle for the correct needs. A lot of people think go to the store, buy some big, big subs, buy a big amp, throw it in your car, and you're good. They don't realize that to have that amp put out the correct power, you got to have an alternator and batteries to supply that amp with the power to put out. And you got to have all the stuff considered in a factor, the box design. It's not about shoving the most amount of speakers into a vehicle to get the loudest because you can make one sub hit harder than 20 subs if you have all the correct, you know, specs. Okay. So if someone is interested in car audio, what is the first step that you would recommend they take? Research. Okay. Research, research, research. Don't just go buy the cheapest thing or the most expensive thing. Sit down, figure out what you want. Ask people who've been doing it for years what their opinions are, but don't get one person, get like 10 people's opinion, figure out you know what they had in common and kind of narrow it down. Because okay. I see people all the time come to me, hey, I want to get loud, I'm, I'm gonna go buy 212s. Okay. Then they come back, got 212s and a 300 watt amp, am I good? Well, those are 800 watt subs on a 300 watt amp. No, you're not good. You just went and bought what you thought looked cool. Like, yeah. Well, now we gotta figure out how to make this sound good, not just look good. So if folks are interested in asking you some questions and, and getting, uh, getting involved in, the, uh, in the, the car audio sound community, how do they do that? If they're local or even in Alaska, look up uh, K-Pen Bassheads. It's a Facebook group. Um, me and Cody, we, I am the president of 49 State Audio Addicts. He is the vice president. We are the admin for there. People can go on there and ask us any question. It's a group of people that want to help each other out. We're trying to get that page to grow. It's actually, we started it two weeks ago and we're well up into the 300 range of people that have joined it and it's growing still rapidly okay so it's and if not come out on saturday now that's this saturday that's this saturday the 23rd at alaska car shop they have donated their parking lot to the addicts located on k beach red and black checkered flags I, I never really understood what the red and black checkered flags were su supposed to signify other than that's where they are there's no other else in Kiwis that has red and black checkered flags. So if you I, see it, you know you're there. I don't remember ever seeing like red and black checkered flags ever. No. But but now I know. If I check for that, I can stop in, see Steve, see Steph, yeah. uh, see any of the any of the, the folks there. And me sometimes. And you sometimes. <laughs> um, so what motivated you to get um, car audio aficionados uh, involved? A lot of people in this in this town and in the country um, consider people that are base heads like myself to be disrespectful, just to be always about just turning as much bass as you could up, and that's it. And I was trying to kind of get people together to let them realize if you're going to join my group, we're going to have rules. One of my biggest rules: you will not be bumping your music in the neighborhoods. People are sleeping, and if I've had members in the group asking, "Well, what about daytime? What if it's like noon?" People wear graveyard. Don't be a dickhead. Keep it turned down. If you're at a stoplight, turn it down at a stoplight. The guy next to you can't go nowhere. So why should you blare your music that he don't want to hear and he's stuck there he can't go anywhere? Now, the minute those tires start rolling, slam that bass as loud as you want because they don't want to hear it, they can turn off. That's their choice. So just, just so we're clear and everyone's on the up and up, mm -hmm. um, you and I have actually driven outside of city limits so that you could show me what your, your stereo could actually do. Correct. So like, you know, at least you're... you're you are a man who is doing what he's saying. He's yeah, it's being respectful. It's about and then getting people together. My opinion on it is getting more people that are like-minded together. You can do more together that are positive for the community. We're going to be doing through the Forty-Nine State Audio Addicts. We're going to be doing the canned food drive, toys for tots. We're going to be in parades. We're going to be trying to draw awareness to the group in a positive way. 
you know, if there's any kind of charity event he's done, we'll go help. We'll volunteer our man, our man hours to go help build something they need help getting built. We'll do different things to try to draw awareness to the group and let them know we're here to be positive members of society while still loving loud cars. But be respectful. Feel that. All right, so I'm gonna give you a couple of seconds to really think about this next question. And I found a pen. I'm so proud of you, Bill. Yeah. And you are going to write down the top five songs, in, in your opinion. Okay. Uh, to, uh, to, to sort of give your speakers a workout to. So, Ooh. yeah. So I'm going to give you a couple of seconds Ooh. to really think about that. Um, top five. Top five. Yeah. Now, so. is it for my cars? Because my cars are 90% of the time tuned really low. It's like that low, low, low bass. So Let's just, just say you personally. Okay. Yeah. And other things to, to think about, folks, is um, you know, do you have do you at home have an aftermarket system? Um, do you have? I mean, me personally, I still got my my JBL speakers uh, that that came with the car. I got a, a Pioneer deck that Dave gave me. Um, you know, and and so like, but that's all. Like right now, at this point, like that's all I need. I don't. I'm I'm in it for for clarity rather than that that deep heavy bass. However, deep heavy bass is awesome and necessary at uh, at some points. It just adds a cooler factor to your car if it can do it. It's like being able to bust out like a six minute mile on on the dime. Like you're just ready to go. Um, you know, it's it's like being able to do that and, and being at that point. In, in whatever you're good at, that you can just turn on and, and get to where you need to get to, um, just to show off it for no other reason. But for myself, um, yeah, I can't really speak for anyone else. But I always appreciated a, a like heavy based cars. But a lot of the times when you're you're a kid, um, you have zero idea what you're doing, man. You're just you're mismatching and. Uh, a buddy of mine actually set up a power switch on the side of, uh, like, in his door, so that he could turn off the extra battery that he had in his car, uh, so he didn't drain his battery um, while you know he was asleep or you know whatever. It, his battery just didn't get drained by everything he had in the car, so he had the, the power switch. However, he always forgot to turn the power switch off, so we'd wake up to him having a dead car. So these things happen. You got to learn how to wire your, your shit properly. You got to learn. I mean, get your stereo tuned for what it is that you want to listen to, I guess. That's another thing is tuning is probably one of the bigger things. Tuning is very important. People need to learn how to tune. Yeah, not all music is supposed to be listened to the same way. I mm -hmm. mean, um, it's really the first time that I can really think of like anyone being specific where on where the bass and where the treble should be when you listen to it is oddly uh, Nirvana in utero when it first came out. You opened it up and said, you know, preferred bass, preferred treble. Uh, but then there are other dudes. Um, gosh, I can't, uh, I can't remember the name of the song off the top of my head. It's a Master Ace song. Um, but yeah, like that's, I feel like, uh, like just a lot of music is meant to be listened to very, very specifically. Um, you know, whether it's, an audio file, like listening to the bass line in a print song, or um, you know, someone listening to some old, you know, Thelonious Monk or or something like that, and just trying to like John Coltrane, just really trying to feel it. You're not going to listen to it with the same settings that you would uh, maybe um, 
like a, uh, a an Uncle Luke song. I was uh, enjoying a couple of years back. I was playing some music, and uh, a buddy of mine had the same Eminem uh, one of his recent albums. No, it was like three albums ago. It was one of his older ones. But uh, in the song, he played it a million times. And then he heard it in my car, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is a new version." I was like, "No, why?" He goes, "There's gunshots in the background." I'm like, "Yeah, there should be." Got in his car, cranked it up, and I listened. You couldn't hear the gunshots. He had all the tuning messed up to where it cut off that frequency in that point of the song that was the gunshot tones. He pushed them so far into the back of the music by amplifying all the front signals that you totally lost all the gunshots. You lost all the hidden background sounds. And it was like, man, you can't you can't just turn your treble all the way up and your bass all the way up and call it good. You gotta know how to tune it to get the full natural sound that the artist wants you to hear. Yeah, it's uh, it's like watching a movie but not watching the movie. It's like watching a movie in surround sound but only using one rear speaker and one front speaker and calling it good. Fair enough. Can't do that. I mean, it's not recommended, I guess. No. Frowned upon in the audio video file community? Almost frowned upon as bad as running bows. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with bows? Bows, in the audio industry, any audio file, we call it no highs, no lows bows. What bows does in their home audio and car audio is they cut the top and the bottom of the sine wave off and amplify the middle. So it sounds loud, but you're missing a large portion of the actual music so you're missing you're okay so they they cut everything from like five kilohertz and up and everything from 80 hertz and lower off so if it's into a bow stereo oh my god it sounds so clean play some mozart and listen for the violins you won't hear them they're too high pitch he cut the bow cuts it out play some rap play some little john you won't hear that low low bass cuts it off Bose does it so their speakers will last longer because they're not getting as used as much as they should. It's kind of smart on Bose on Bose's behalf, but for audio files, it sucks. I don't know. People but like for eighty percent of people, they love Bose because yeah. they don't realize what they're missing. And then you, they hear it, and then they get in like my Acadia and they turn it up. They're like, "Whoa, that's a lot clearer." Yeah. Fuck Bose. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm not gonna say those are strong feelings. I, I say that about a sandwich. Um, yeah, say that about McDonald's. All right, so it looks like you've got a list. Okay, so I got. I, I thought what you said. I was thinking about it. songs that I've played over the years that have really surprised me. One, Nelly, Pimp Juice. Okay, and we're, we're talking. This is your car audio playlist. Mm-hmm. Okay, Pimp Juice because believe it or not, it actually has three bass tones in the song simultaneously. We only have one camera, but that's my shocked face. The reason I say this is because if you listen to it, you'll hear different tones from different parts of your vehicle. It's pretty clear. It's pretty awesome. Did Now, did you ever try Pimp Juice, the energy drink? I didn't get a chance to, no. That was delicious. Was it? Yeah, it was like, it was like a sparkling apple juice. Was it better than the uh, blue ice? Oh, um, uh, liquid ice. Liquid ice? Iced tea's, uh, iced tea's drink. Ooh, you know, that's a favorite <laughs> one because it's like, it's... It's it tastes like Kool Aid with all with a stupid amount of caffeine. I need to some more of that for us. Uh, you should. I would. You today. That would be more a, today. That would be a good one. Um, right. Now, did you did you like the fifty one fifty energy drink? No. Disappointed. It, too syrupy tasting. Too artificial. The liquid ice, way better. Okay. Next song. Okay, I had to put two of them there because they're both very very similar. 
but they're songs that every audio guy that's had a system in his car has guaranteed played these two songs. Little John Eastside Boys, Throw It Up, and Get Low. They're just good club bangers that sound great in a car. Okay. I can't argue with those. Another song I like, Sean P, Be Like Me. Uh, Sean P of the Young Bloods. Mm -hmm. Be Like Me. Great song. Never heard it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you here sometime. So I might just end up remixing this and getting the song and playing it in, in here. A lot of people uh, tell me they like it because it's kind of like my theme song. Because it's about a guy who people want to be like. And a lot of kids in this town want to be like me for audio. So I'm like, okay. The next two songs are going to hit you home. One of the ones I've been in the past few years, been loving it. The song is called Problems by the one and only Alaska Red. Gotta bang that shit. Okay. <laughs> so what about what about problems um, specifically sticks out to you? I like the way his he has that raspy voice to it, and the bass tone, the way they they mix that together, just a beautiful beautiful sound. Um, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. When you're playing it, you turn it up. For some reason, when I play that song in my car, I just, if I'm sitting there by myself, out of town, somewhere in a a parking lot, no one's around, I crank it up, I just go somewhere else. All my problems go away. That song just kind of takes me to a better place. I like it a lot. The louder it is, the better it gets, too. Okay, fair enough. The last one has been a song that I have probably played conservatively 150 times the past month. And the song is called Suicide by Jelly Roll off his new album. It's just got a really low tone to it, and it's just, it's got a lot of feeling in it. And I just, that song, everything about it just fits my system perfect. By the way, you you put me on to Jelly Roll about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew who he was, but I'd never really listened to him. I didn't have an appreciation uh, or an understanding of how how really talented he is. Uh, So thank you for that. Like, I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of fun listening to his music. It's, you know, like... Um, he's a he's a really good rapper, and he's a he's a really good singer, or, or he's he's a good enough singer to complement what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very good at doing what he does. Yes, um, he's the best at being him. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of guys that, that you've put me onto um, who. I don't want to say aren't necessarily don't feel authentic when yeah. you listen to them. But when I listen to Jelly Roll, like I, you know, when when he raps about being a dad, I'm like, I, I fucking get it. I get mm-hmm. it. Um, he, he, a lot of the things that he talks about are a lot of the things that I identify with. He's, he's like, uh, well, Sean Price didn't sing, um, <laughs> but but in a, in a very real way, like his. He's very honest, and mm-hmm. that was one of the things that I really liked about Sean Paul or Sean Price. Um, whereas Sean Price would say something fucked up, and it's funny. Like that hurts to listen to, but holy cow, was that really funny? Um, whereas Jelly Roll, it's like oh, I feel it. I feel it. there's something in my eyes. Mm-hmm. There's something in my eyes, um, and and so I appreciate that. Like he's, he's got music that. Um, if I'm if I'm up at you know 5:30 in the morning doing shit like it, that's the soundtrack. Um, I like the fact that he's so cross genre. He can go and play some old blues and start singing, and even the old old blues fans are like, I like this. I can listen to this. 
Then you have the hip hop fans that are there. He's even got a few country songs out. And you're like, dude, this man, he doesn't care the genre, whatever, whatever he's feeling to that beat or that music, he just goes with. And I like that. The only thing that I like, I, I can, I can liken it to, right? It's like, a, like I, I was a big Everlast fan. I still, still a big Everlast fan. The Oliver Dunkles. Uh, but <laughs> um, when Whitey Ford sings the blues came out, um, it spawned like young men who were making music to maybe change the way they listen to music. And so mm-hmm. I think that there's like you could point to the lineage of like this came from this, this came from this, this came from this, and just as much. Uh, probably more so from like uh, from uh, influenced by like Eight Ball and MJG and, and a lot of other Tennessee uh, not a lot of other Tennessee rappers, um, just as much almost by like the the idea of, of being able to sing and rap and, and use those as tools and and almost do it at the same time. But you're but singing country while you're rapping. Uh, and doing all of this shit you're doing over some really hard music. And it makes it better for the artist because now they're not trying to reach out and try to find somebody else to come sing their chorus. They're like, you know what? I don't have to pay this guy, you know, three grand to come out here and do my Save chorus. some money. I'll do it myself. And guess what? That then artist can then do six tracks in a night versus doing three tracks and then waiting for two months to have the other people come here do your chorus for you, then to mix it and take so much more time, which time is money. And... I mean, we're living in times now, um, and Jelly Roll's last record felt like a traditional music release, just like, um, just like Ari the Rugged Man's uh, new album, yeah. uh, "All My Heroes Are Dead." Um, it's it's a lot different than a lot of other records that just seem like they're coming out after coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out. Um, Take nine. <laughs> Conway, like I love, I like Conway the Machine. Benny the Butcher is is at this point like. Mike Griselda, favorite rappers, always like they they move. Mm-hmm. Except for Benny, he's pretty much he's, universally he's at the, the top. top. He's fucking, I love that dude. <laughs> um, Benny the Butcher is awesome, but Conway the Machine is consistently like he's releasing music, and if you like what he does, then he releases a lot of it. Um, versus someone like Ari the Rugged Man, who drops a record every six years. Um, they're two completely different artists, but um, and not to take anything away from uh, from Conway's last record with um, uh, Big Ghost Limited. But it was that was a collaboration. That was two dudes that have worked together uh, so frequently um, and for so long that they well they, well, they just kind of it's a, it's effortless, you know what I'm saying? Um, versus it's like me with the Technon Chris Calico. They've been together for so long that they just know each other and they know what works and what doesn't yeah, for the other. Just go. Yeah, and there you go. Um, so versus like Ari the Rugged Man's uh, "All My Heroes Are Dead." It's getting features from this particular rapper or um, beats from this particular producer, and then picking the right beats. I'm like that record. Uh, have you heard Ari the Rugged Man? A few songs on. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. Okay, there's like 300 songs on the album, and none of them suck, and it's cohesive. Um, I mean, really, it comes to like 20 something songs, I think, but it's a, it's a big record. There's a lot going on there, and so okay. it takes a lot longer than you know, like. I, I think Lula, Lola, Lolo, the last Conway the Machine record that came out in March for The Alchemist. Yeah. So, like, these records come so frequently that they're, they a lot of times they just don't feel as special. You just have to keep up and keep up and keep yeah. up. Yeah. At the same time, I like when you see an artist that's on the grind that's just trying to get up there. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, and I'm like, 
the guy that I like up church, the redneck. That dude's putting out tracks like every other week, just trying to get it out there. He's doing videos, just trying to keep himself relevant out there, and it's doing good. He's blowing up. It's versus a guy who's like, all right, I'm gonna put a record out this year. Then 2025, I'll do a record. He's just trying to get on everything. He don't care. Well, I think with with RA, it's um, it's a little bit different. Um, well, he's also he, busy when he's not even. He's a different artist, and he's always toured. Like yeah. he was, he was talking about that on record. He's done like more than 500 shows since the last record came out. Like it's got to be hard to sit down like long enough to to kind of get that shit out. But he's also a guy who's been doing it long enough that he just raps and, and writes well enough. And I'm sure he's got a enough stuff laying around. Um, like there's the songs that he threw away are probably better than most of the shits that, that, that that's come out in the last um, six months from just about anyone else. I like the fact that Jelly Roll actually was uh, saying in an interview that some of the tracks on his new album, he actually recorded in studios on the road. He'd ask the, the roadie, you know, the, the tour manager, hey, is there a studio in this town? Yeah, cool, after the show, I need to go to the studio. I need some tracks, I need to lay down. They're like, well, you're gonna do a show. I know. He'd go there till three or four in the morning, lay down a few tracks, get the master copies, go tell Crash Out, get up far better, get on the tour bus, head to the next time. I was like, man, that's a guy dedicated to the grind. Yeah. He's trying to get it out there. And and I think it was 2017 or 2018, he did drop like three or four records. Um, he had his stuff with, uh, with Struggle Jennings, Waylon and Willie, which, by One, the two, way, three. <laughs> uh, pretty excited uh, about four, uh, about the possibility of four. I, I want to know, they've been doing this for a while, what does it sound like now? Like, what I would love to see, or I'm sorry, I would love to hear Jelly Roll outside of that that Southern comfort zone. I'm a boom bap guy. I love, I love '90s East Coast rap. I, I love those. I love those. Listen th- to his early albums. Back when he, not his early, but his mid albums. I want to say back when uh, Struggle went to jail. Okay. He went everywhere and did every possible kind of rap that could be. He didn't care. Okay. He just wanted to get his name out there, and he decided when Struggle went to jail. Now's my time. I have to be dedicated to this. It's either a shit or you got the pot. So he invested every bit of moment he had to his kids and trying to get, you know, over. And obviously it worked because he is now touring everywhere. Just going off shows and... Well, he's not touring now. Not right now because of COVID kind of... Kind of fucked Asshole. COVID's a dick. What a jerk. But did you by chance listen to his new album? Jelly Rolls? Uh, yeah, it was a, for me. It wasn't. It wasn't as good, and I, I owe it probably another listen. Um, I listened to it the day it came out, the morning it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, listened to it while I was in the gym, and it didn't. It didn't feel special to me because, like, the EP that that came out before that was so good. Um, it had the the one with him, you know, rapping with his little girl, and it's fucking cool, man. Like, I, I dig that shit. Um, but for me, that was very, very special. Um, that EP, but I'll go back and give it a listen. Yeah, um, a beautiful disaster. Um, listen to it as many times as I have. You gotta put yourself in the mindset that he's been in, and listen to that album start to finish. He's been in a dark place. Okay. I don't know what's going on in his life, but those songs are. I mean. I want to hear him on a Buck Wild beat. I want to hear him on a DJ Premier beat. I want to hear him on. That's what I want to hear Jelly Roll on. Let's listen. To, listen to the, the song titles. Okay. The bottom. I need you. Nothing left at all. Suicide. Bottle and Mary Jane. Creature. 
tears could talk, staring at a stranger, love me, Jesus and rock and roll. You can tell. So, Kid Rock already had rock and roll Jesus. Just saying. That song is not what you think about, though. I, it's a little different. But the, for me, it's listening to those songs, I try to put myself in the mind place of where he's at. And like the song he did with his daughter, where she's rapping on the track with him about how she used to cry on her mom's shoulder, and now her mom's the villain and she feels like Batman when she wakes up. Like his daughter's going through pain and I'm there, he's trying to sympathize, like this is my baby girl, my world, and her mother's hurting her and I have no idea how to make this better. And for me, being a dad with a daughter, I'm not with her mother no more, but we're still good friends, to see my daughter going through pain, like listen to him, like what do you do as a dad? Your kid's hurting and you know there's nothing you can do to bring this pain away. Uh, you know what, he's, he's, congratulations, he has found a way to monetize pain. And I, I encourage that. I just want to hear him on, 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 on a static selective beat. I would like to hear him, um, on on a like a like a fucking old school rap mixtape where you had whoever was hot at the moment rocking over whatever beat was hot at the moment and it was vinyl so you heard all the pops and flaws and shit it was awesome um, but I, I would like to hear that I would like to hear him on one of those Derringer beats or one of those Future Wave beats um, Funkmaster Flex beat yeah you know, I would just, I would like to see that's what I would like to see I would like to or hear rather um, okay. I would like to hear uh, jelly Roll just fucking Killing rap. It. <laughs> so, you know, like, that's that's kind of my favorite shit is when when rappers really do, you know, like, their thing. Um, when they really kind of, like, flex on a beat and they just spaz out. That's, that's the so thing. So you, you like the... Uh, uh, damn it. Just drew a blank now. Uh, groups, when the groups get together and they just spit bars... Oh, it's like ciphers. Ciphers. Yeah, ciphers. Yes, yeah. So, have you listen to the strange music cipher? No, no. When this is all over, I gotta show you before I leave. Tech Nine got every person from Strange on the same beat on a cipher, and one of his lines kills it and makes everybody who hears it just stare. Like, damn, it's a really good line. They're um. Yeah, there, there have been a few of those ciphers that are just really kind of... I was um, depressed with the Eminem one. The Shady Records mm -hmm. cipher? Wasn't it good? Um, are you are you talking about like Angry Eminem acapella or the 20-minute the one that included like Joe Budden and Royce 59? Yeah. I, you know, I like that one. To me, it was, they, they, none of the, I know those artists can go a lot harder, and they weren't. I was just like... Eh. Did you listen to the one with uh, Ice Cube and his boy with... Uh, Rev Run and all his kids? No. Oh, dude, Ice Cube's son. Went the one that in. played him? Yep. He went in on that track. And then also Dougie, you know, Rev Run's son, he was on there. He started spitting bars. I was like, dude. I'm pretty sure that guy got, like, robbed on Instagram Live or some such thing. He was... Um, Could be. One of, one of Rev Run's kids was robbed on, like, Instagram Live or, or Facebook Live. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. You know. You... Yeah. I don't, see, I don't see someone trying to rob like Ice Cube's son, you know, because he's usually with Ice Cube. And... Yeah, I don't know. I... Kind of like Ice-T. You don't miss Ice-T. No, well, okay, so Ice-T is such a strong Second Amendment advocate. Um... <laughs> Not just that, but like, uh, they did a, one of the roasts a while back. They're on stage. Mike Tyson was there. They're like, yeah, Mike Tyson, you got a bitch voice. 
Fuck you, Mike Tyson. Ice-T, respect. No one said shit about Ice-T the whole night. Every time they go there on stage, they're like, listen, fuck you, fuck you, Ice-T. Nothing but respect, sir. Good to see you. And go on about everybody else. And I'm like, you know, yeah, he plays movies. He was a cop in a TV show, I think. I don't know, doesn't he? Yes. Like SVU or something, or yeah. Law and Order. Yeah, one he of made things. a lot of money playing a cop on TV. Yeah. So, although people see him as that, anybody that has half a brain and been alive more than, I don't know, 25 years of their life, knows Ice-T is also a real dude who has did a lot of real shit in his life. And when you see other actors on stage and other rappers on stage that are like, man, fuck you, fuck you, Ice-T, respect. And then go back, it's like he's just sitting there like, come on, say, say one dumb thing. Just waiting to pop off. He's an army vet, by the way. Is he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know. Is he a murder vet, too? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He made an analogy one time uh, about selling records and selling hand grenades. And <laughs> and if you're at home uh, on, on the YouTube, um, I'll, I'll throw that one. I'll throw the link in the description. Uh, I'll do my best to remember. Um... But yeah, iced tea, hand grenades, iced tea and selling hand grenades. That's all you all you'll need is iced tea and selling hand grenades. Um, Good shit. Yeah, yeah. Iced tea is an interesting dude, man. Like I think about turning forty and and having a kid, like and having a brand new baby, and that's fucking terrifying. But that dude's like hundred and seven, and his wife just popped one out. Like, Coco. <laughs> yeah, Coco had Coco pushed their their um, little girl trillionaire like zillionaire whatever that dude has a lot of money and he's had a lot of money for a long was time was it born on the same time as uh synced yeah so i yeah because i gotta edit yeah yeah that's a big part and part of this whole thing is the editing process yeah people don't realize like uh exo and jay hayes are vape reviewers i both jay hayes a vape reviewer exo's cardio reviewer and cardio just enthusiast i watch he's they, a cardio enthusiast car audio see I, he does a lot of cardio stuff that's really cool does he jog as well, like is he? He is does it, parkour he, stuff. He's like, okay, okay. So he'd have to. He'd be big into cardio and car audio. Yep. He uh, okay. he said a, no, a normal thirty-minute video he'll put online takes him about nine and a half hours to edit. I was like, that's not this guy. Bill's fifteen-minute edit done. Uh, well, I don't know. I try and the more effort I put into it, like the longer it takes. So. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's weird how that works. Um, so, I mean, it, like, but lately, my emphasis has been trying to get everything in the descriptions. Like, if we talk about something, make sure that I have the, the note or the link to it. Um, so I'm gonna have to go through your your list of top five and and put the the links in the description. All right. And that's fine. I like that sort of shit. Just don't um, forget the Alaska Red and Jelly Roll Park. Yeah. Well, specifically not the the Alaska Red. He's, Love that man. Bless his heart. He gave me a shout out for my birthday today. He said, Happy birthday, Dave. Can't wait to see you, bud. I was like, mm. I don't like red. Yeah. So, I don't know the date on this because I'm a shitty human being and I should know it, but Alaska Dip Net Weekend, the goal is 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 still, that hasn't changed to put together the Alaska Dip Net Festival. So, we'll talk about that more off of the air. Okay. But um, I have. Two spots in mind, one place that has confirmed and another place that I think will... I have one place guaranteed, but I have another place that for historical context, I, I want to put it there just to say I did that. So 
there are a couple of different ways to, to that that's gonna happen. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. Hopefully, hopefully it all works out. We'll make it work out. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, COVID being a dick. COVID. Well, COVID was COVID was a dick at the end of March. Um, uh, our governor decided to say as of Friday at 8 a.m. the state is back to being open for businesses. Um, and quarantine. And I clarified with. Uh, with a buddy of mine who is a, a tattoo artist, and he's not governed by the governor. He is governed yes. by like the board of barbers. Yes. And so whatever the board of barbers says, and when they say it, that's what they've got to correct. That's what they've got to do. But as far as like me and generally speaking, folks, yeah, I can open back up to business as usual and full capacity, no more masks. Good. You stupid shit. Good. Um. Yeah, well, I, and some of the venues around here said they uh, they don't want to book anything until at least the first of June, and that's solid. That's fine. I understand that. Um, My concern is doing a show up here right now is when are people going to have the money because our state is still financially in a fucking chokehold. Well, I think that that it becomes a couple of different things, right? Um, making it a so that people want to get out, and also making it affordable. Um, so, you know, if, if the goal isn't to um, take everyone's money from their pockets and mm-hmm. take as much of it as possible, the goal really is, for, for me, it's um, folks that are going to be down here anyway. Um, give them something to do, A, from out of town, uh, and then, then B, these, these artists that, that, that I've connected with, that, that I like, that, that I, I respect, that I have friendly relationships mm-hmm. with, um, who in all reality, are probably going to come down here anyway. We're just giving them a reason to. Um, and the guys that are performing and, and the gals that, that, that will be performing, um, I mean, they want to come down anyway. So some of them, it's it was like, just get me a room. Get my, me a place to stay during Dip Net Weekend. And my request is, I want to see Bill get on stage and do one song. Just one song? Just one song, go. Dude, I'm a retired rapper. I know, come to retirement. Ooh, for one song. One song. Ooh. With red, ooh, yeah, fuck it. Oh, you, two old gingers. So, day. No, I've got something for you. I've got something for you, and we discussed it on the last podcast. Um, I got something for you. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of big stuff uh, coming, folks. All right, there's a lot of big things coming too. All right, so folks, before we dip out of here, um, is there anything else you, you need to plug? We got and make sure we hit on it again. This Saturday, May 23rd, Alaska Car Shop. 49th State Audio Addicts second show will be our second, uh, I don't want to say show, our second get meet- together. Get together. Meeting. You know what I mean? Um, this one's going to be a little more important to me because at this event, I am going to ask people that are there that are in the audio world around here. The next meetup, I actually want to have an official base competition. I own my own meters. It won't be affiliated with any shop. There'll be no bias. It'll be just bring what you want. But I want to get to ask the people kind of what they want to see different in the next one. Because the shops around here are pretty well set in their ways, which I respect to all the shops local that do base comps. I appreciate it. I want to do one that's a little different. I want to do one that people get to decide how we do it. So the the, the, the event showing up, we do have sponsors. I have Coca-Cola Alaska is giving out free drinks. How do you ensure the objectivity of the participants? Because what they perceived being as being the best shit is um, 
not going to necessarily be what another participant thinks is the best shit. Um, for well, for example, like uh, some folks have their tuning in a certain way, and they uh, they like their their mids or their lows at this particular place. Well, what we would do is the the SPL meter you can't really alter. It, it reads you the mod pressure in your vehicle. Okay, we can do those. We can change the classes a little bit. Okay. Like, we don't need to have a 0 to 500 and then a 500 to 1,000. Why not do 0 to 500, 500 to 1,500? And then 1,500 to 2,500, 2,500 to 35, 35 to 5,000, 5,000 and up. Like like weight classes? Yeah, for example, because you don't want to have, you know, someone, let's say Bill pulls in with this system with a 300-watt amp on a 12. It sounds great to you. You're happy Sweet with ass. it. Sweet-ass. And you're not competing against me in my 32,000 watt vehicle to see who's louder. Shit. Yeah, you got you. Oh, to see who's louder. Yeah, you'd be yeah. a little bit louder. And I don't want to discourage you, but at the same time, I don't want to make myself have to tone down to not be proud of what I did. So I'm trying to find a way to make sure everybody can show off what they had and be happy. And like I said, weight classes, make it fair. So you don't have that Brock Lesnar versus Conor McGregor kind of thing going on. I think you'd make more money with that, though. That I, fight we make more money on. But cars, people are going to show up to compete against bigger cars. Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely going to be a good show, and I just wanted to... Speaking of heavyweights. Yeah. All right. I don't know if we've ever had this conversation on record, real quick. It's the, the Mike Tyson-Shannon Briggs. Um, how do you like that? Do you like it? I do and I don't. Okay. I like it because I think it's going to be a lot more competitive than people believe it will be. But I don't like it because it's going to be a celebrity boxing match. I see it being a dance party because neither guy is going to want to really throw something hard because they know damn well the guy across the ring from them is going to swing back hard and make this play around fight to a real fight real quick. And everybody is telling me that I'm crazy for saying Briggs has a chance. They're saying Tyson's going to walk through him like a hot knife through butter because this kid is only a, a retired rugby player. They don't know about his background. Yeah, he's um, he's a he's a big heavyweight. He's a gigantic heavyweight, <laughs> and he he's punched some people very very, very well. Um, and he's a very athletic dude, and he's active, and he stayed active. Mm -hmm. Um, I did I did see uh, I watched a lot of the video, of Tyson hitting the pads, and and the dude working the pads for him is uh, Rafael Cordero of King's MMA. He's a coach for, he's coached for Anderson Silva. He's coached for Vanderlei Silva, Shogun and Ninja Hua. He's, that dude has calloused ribs. <laughs> like that dude, um, he was uh, probably saying the wrong dude, John Hackleman. He's the uh, coach of Chuck Liddell, Glover mm -hmm. Deshera. He was um, on JRE years ago. And he was saying that Glover, when, when he was holding mitts for him, Glover hit so hard that he could feel the bones in his hand, just separate and then come back. Like Glover Deshera is a bad, bad dude. Um, but but that dude, Tyson looks scary. Tyson's Tyson, scary in bursts. I want to see a video of Tyson going for five minutes straight. Okay, so if Tyson, um, I don't know if he could. Would he? Has Tyson ever needed really to go five mm. minutes straight? But mind you, we're also going to have Tyson hasn't fought since two thousand five. That's true. He didn't look great in his last fight. No. He bit great. No, no, that was... That was three fights ago? That was 97. 97? Was when, yeah. he, uh, when he bit the ears. Hey, man, you, if you, you know, fight, you get a little bored. Well, he was catching some headbutts, apparently. I wasn't, I wasn't there. Um, 
I, I can only take Mike at his word. He was getting some headbutts that, that, and some ugly shots. I still need to do that. There's a video. Remind me after this. I want to have you look up online of uh, something about boxing that's really interesting. Okay. It's a picture of a boxing match from the 60s. And very, very clearly in this newspaper article is a guy sitting in the second row. And he's holding something. With a cell phone? Yeah, yeah. So I, I've i seen videos for like the 1920s dudes with cell phones. Um, this phone, though, was the iPhone. You see the Apple logo. And they have proven it was not an altered video post online. This was an actual paper. I'll tell you what. When I do the editing for this, mm-hmm. I'll look into that. Okay. Does I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call bullshit on that. I haven't seen. I know kind of what you're talking about. I've seen that sort of thing, but I've done absolutely zero research into actual time travel. Although I I need to finish um, Back to the Future three today. So I've been on a Back to the Future kick yep. because the Orca Theater. Uh, locally is playing Back to the Future until Thursday. Now, on Friday, they drop um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I haven't seen Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom in a very long time. I have never seen it. Ooh. So, we're, we're going to... So, gonna Back do... to the Future 1, 1 to 10, what do you rate it, real quick? Ooh, 7. Strong 7. Number 2? I'd rate it as a 2. Number 3? I haven't finished 3. Ooh. I, again, I haven't seen 3 in a very long time. Three is um, probably going to be about a five. Okay, I I don't I get it, I get weirded out at nostalgia, like when people you know are selling me memories, you know, like because um, you you've commoditized my childhood, right? Mm-hmm. Like Star Wars is basically is like gasoline. It, there's there's an unlimited supply, and and they treat it like it's sacred, right? We have all the Star Wars fan shit you could ever ever imagine whatever story side story you want to go down that that exists if not you can do it yourself so why do we act like um like those uh from 77 to 83 that shit's so fucking sacred um it's it's some shit that's been bought and sold um like a pair of sneakers on StockX. see i can't tell you nothing about i've never seen star wars man um you're saving yourself some time in your life you're Probably better off. Everybody so far, and I can't ask you the question because I know your answer already, but everybody's like, you never seen Star Wars? How have you not seen Star Wars? And I'm like, you ever watch Juice? Boys in the Hood? You ever watch Above the Rim? They're like, no. How have you not watched that? And they just stare at me. I'm like, if you want to talk about the, you know, funny movies, you get to talk about drinking juice in the, was it? Uh, Don't be a menace to South, South Central, Central while, while drinking, drinking juice, juice in the, in the hood. hood. Classic. Uh, Wars. Wayne's Brothers just going in on that bitch. It's a great movie. <laughs> it really is. It's a fucking funny movie. And guess what? People up here like, I've seen Alaska mainly, but like, you have seen Star Wars? Have you seen Don't Be a Like, no. Okay, but there was, to be fair to, to those people, there, um, it was it episode four, maybe five, um, did take place on an ice world. There was no ice world. Um, in, in, uh, Don't Be a Menace to South Central. They were drinking ice slushies, though. I don't remember them actually drinking In the background, slushies. I'm pretty sure there was a I'm Somebody was probably drinking a slushie. Yeah, it took place in the summer on the West Coast. Certainly someone was drinking a slushie. Yeah. It seems only reasonable. If not, someone got put on ice. <laughs> Maybe. Um, allegedly. <laughs> not saying for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
there's a distinct possibility of all kinds of stuff. Um, if I recall correctly, Renee from uh, uh, The Lost Boys. That was the first time I ever met Really? Yeah. Nice. Um, Alright, so this Saturday, what time again? 7 to 9. I'm like, can I plug the sponsors? By all means, plug them. Coca-Cola Alaska. Okay. Giving out free drinks to everybody that shows up. But you can, you should also drink water. You should be drinking. Oh, I'll have water too. You should be drinking lots of water. Water's good for you. Uh, Mad Creations Tattoo. John Stocks is a beautiful human being. He gave he does me great art. a $200 gift card to raffle off to raise some money. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Bob Ross squirrel tattoo. Yeah, you did. it's seen a person. It's a good tattoo. I like that. Uh, Matt Plant from Five Star Realty. Five Star Guy, playing your roots with Matt Plant. We have Las Car Shop. It's their parking lot. Steve. Steve's like, Steve. you know what? I got you. Plus Steve. And Hillbilly Customs. Eugene Hill. Yeah, so... Um, Does great work. I have never experienced his work. I did, however, see your lowrider getting the airbags installed. He does. He's phenomenal at working on vehicles. Yeah. He is the guy I take all my cars to. So, uh, their neighbor-ish, uh, uh, Hillbilly. Not Hillbilly. They're Hillbilly. Uh, Riverside Wrenching is where I've been taking uh, I've been taking the Highlander lately. Nice. So, so that's having I'm, I'm doing all right. There. Yeah, doing uh, well, I like Hillbilly because he does he he'll do the work in your car, like doing motor swaps and training swaps and fix your vehicle. But for me, he's who I go to when I'm like, hey, listen, I want something different. He's like, what are we doing? I want airbags on a '98 Chevy C1500. When I deflate them, I want to sit in the frame. He's like, okay, not a problem. I'll be done. And right now he's almost done with it already. I tell him I got a 2002 Yukon XL. I want a seven inch lift, sitting on 37s. So like, that's a big vehicle to go that high. I'll have it done. Thank you. Boom. Are you doing the Yukon? Yeah. I'd ask you what the fuck is wrong with you, but. All my other cars are lowered, so I figure I need one that's high up in the air. Well, you know, there's gotta be one that if you hit the moose, you know. It's my winter vehicle. So I can drive in the wintertime and know I can see the moose below me. Has the track. So I can see the moose below me. Um, so either way. <laughs> so, because I'm not the, the sharpest guy, uh, the sharpest tool in the shed on this one. But if you have a, a like a truck uh, that heavy sitting that high, isn't it kind of dangerous? No, I'm not, I'm not doing a body lift. I'm okay. doing a, a, a suspension lift. So that the stability is still there. It's just higher. It's when you do the body lift that you bring your body up off your frame. That's where your body roll comes into play. You get really top heavy. You roll really easy. As long as you're doing a suspension lift, you're fine.